0: Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Hi, I'm Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining me here. Let me ask you a question. Are you on LinkedIn? Of course you are, especially if you're in business, looking for a job. A student, a recent grad, establishing your brand personality, and on and on and on. I'm going to venture unless you have no connection to the business world, maybe the only reason you're not on LinkedIn. But the real question is are you really leveraging LinkedIn like you could? How effective is your profile on LinkedIn, and how are you using it? Are you just trying to build up connections? Are there no real reason for those connections or are they all for a business purpose do you have a plan in mind are you just kind of following what you think you should be doing so unless you are a LinkedIn expert I'm going to guess you're not as effective on LinkedIn as you think you are I'm not a LinkedIn expert and I had a LinkedIn expert look at my profile and I thought it was perfect only to uncover a few areas that I needed to tweak I'm not going to say fix I'm going to say tweak Well, that LinkedIn expert is joining me here today at the cafe, not on the cafe, I guess in the cafe, out the cafe. Her name is Rhonda Shure. She is an absolute expert at LinkedIn. I was blown away when she met with me and walked me through my profile and all the little tweaks that I could do to make it more efficient. Not only more efficient in presenting myself, but actually using it as a lead generation tool. Now, we all think about LinkedIn as being that. But how many leads or or requests do you get from your LinkedIn profile? Again, it's optimized, just like you might be on uh, on the internet, on your website. You're, You're optimizing your LinkedIn so people can find you. I actually recently had a request from my LinkedIn profile because somebody was searching for a fractional CMO and they did find me. So my tweaks have started to help me. And I encourage you to listen to this show because you are going to get a masterclass and how to look at your LinkedIn and how to make some tweaks. Rhonda's going to be joining me and we're going to go through all this. And at the end of the show, we're going to give you a special offer from Rhonda, which I think is going to be really beneficial. So don't go away. I'll be right back with Rhonda sure. A chief marketing officer has both the power and the responsibility to drive long-term strategic growth that can ultimately lead to organizational prosperity. And that growth starts with a vision. What is your firm's definition of success? Growth? How will you strategically work towards expansion, for example? Equally important, what is your customer's perception of your firm? And how well do you meet a need or deliver value? When you begin to align your vision with that of your customer, you build a stronger, lasting relationship with them. You see the whole picture realizing the lifetime value of that customer as well as the lifetime value you provide. A CMO must look at success with a strategic mindset, looking beyond the transactional. The CMO must understand the customer journey, utilizing the competitive intelligence, embracing and leveraging your unique market insights. If your business is ready for growth and you need a CMO, but you're not quite ready for a full-time person yet, I'd welcome the opportunity to explore the benefits of using a fractional CMO. Visit theponzigroup.com to learn more. As I mentioned, I have Rhonda Shore. She is a LinkedIn expert, extraordinary. And, and I have experienced this on a personal level. And I, I'm guaranteeing you, spend the time with us today. You are really going to enjoy, not only enjoy, but you are going to learn. So get out your pen and paper or your notepad or your audio recorder, whatever you're going to do, listen to this podcast, you are going to get a masterclass and optimizing your LinkedIn. So Rhonda, welcome to the Business Growth Cafe.
1: Thanks. I'm so happy to be here, Angela.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I'm excited. We met maybe four months ago, not that long, sometime in 2021. And, and we belong to a networking group. And I've, I've heard you talk. You've actually have come on and given me a kind of an overview, and assessment of, of my LinkedIn, which is what the show is all about today. It's such a hot topic. You, you, you know, th- there's so many people that don't understand. And and why I think I have a decent understanding, you pointed out that I still had some gaps in my knowledge on how to use LinkedIn. So that was a little embarrassing. But hey, that's why you're the expert in LinkedIn and I am not. Um, so I, I, today is going to be educational. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some fun as we go along. Hopefully, we'll scare the you know what out of the folks that are going to listen to this show to maybe have them give you a call. Because the digital footprint that people have now has become so important to making sure it's optimized, to, to really drive you know, awareness of themselves, their business, obviously to make connections. So we're going to get into all that. But before we do, why don't you take a few minutes, tell my listeners about you and your business.
1: So since 2009, I've actually been helping entrepreneurs, business owners, service providers, to become visible, credible and profitable on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is actually owned by Microsoft. So in 2015, they bought, they bought LinkedIn. And the thing that's really interesting about that is that most people, when they get hear about you or they're looking for you, are gonna Google, Google your name. And because it's owned by Microsoft, there's probably about a 70 to 80% chance that your LinkedIn profile is gonna show up on the first page of Google. And people are two times more likely to believe what they see on LinkedIn. So as a LinkedIn expert, and somebody who works with professionals like yourself, and, you know, just about everybody out there, that's not a job hunter, okay, what happens is somebody will click on that profile, and there's a disconnect between what they've Heard about that person and how they show up on LinkedIn. So I have lovingly termed that they're in the LinkedIn Witness Protection Program. Hey, I love that. (laughs) Nobody's going to find them. So I help people with, I call it the three Ps. First, how to present yourself as the only logical choice for the product or service that you offer. The second P is prospect. How do you go out and make those connections in a non salesy way? And then finally, profit. How do you convert those connections into cash? So since 2009, after writing five books and giving thousands of talks, um, I still love doing this. And my favorite, favorite part about it is I teach people how to look at a LinkedIn profile, read it, and understand how to develop instant rapport with the person that they are going to be meeting with, as well as helping them to show up positioned as the only logical choice.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. You said something that's really important and you would think everybody does it before you have an in-person meeting or a zoom meeting with somebody you actually went and looked them up on LinkedIn. It, 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 you know, I'll call it the old days when we didn't have this tool I mean, when you needed to know something about somebody, I mean, you were doing online searches, you were trying to figure out what to do, heading to the library, hanging out in front of their building, trying to figure out who they are, whatever it took to, you know, who do you know that I know, right? And yeah. now it's it's so simple that it's almost a shame. So listeners, if you're not, you know, figuring out who the person is and what their personalities are. There's even a tool that I'll describe their personality now on LinkedIn that I've seen and have used and it kind of how they like to negotiate or how they like to interact and what their personality traits are. I found that tool to be really interesting because it gives you a little insight of who that person is and how you might talk to them. And Absolutely. Yeah. So very exciting about that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's something that a lot of people don't think about, but, You know, the reality is that whether you have a business meeting with somebody, you want to learn about somebody, or even, now you might laugh, Angelo, okay, but I have some friends that are single, and they will actually check out that person on LinkedIn because, you know, if you're going to have a quote-unquote date with somebody You might want to know a little bit about them, you know, just to make sure that they are who they say they are, because people tend not to lie on LinkedIn.
0: That's a good point. So LinkedIn is the new dating app. (laughs) Don't use
1: it for that though, because we're going
0: to reposition the brand.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. You know, it's it's an interesting thing because there are people that do use it that way, and that's the, the worst thing that you could do.
0: Sure. But you know, it's a great point. And to people I think tend to be honest on LinkedIn because I mean, it's, it's your business profile. It's your personality. It's your resume. I mean, it's too easy these days to cross reference and figure out, you know, unlike, you know, I I watch in my, uh, one of my, my younger son who's who's just moving back to California and he's living with us for a few weeks until his stuff arrives and I watched him the other day on one of those dating apps, you know, swiping left, swiping, swiping up. And it's like, oh my God, you know, go out and have a beer, you know, meet somebody in the bar like the old days.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, I have do- two daughters that are single. So I know, and, you know, they will check out Facebook for sure, but they will look at LinkedIn because you want to see just what's somebody's job history? Where did they go to school? You know, and the other thing that's interesting that LinkedIn has are recommendations. So when somebody writes a recommendation in that section on LinkedIn, you are one click away to go look at the person that wrote it. Unlike when you're on a website and you see all these amazing testimonials and it says Mary M Los Angeles, you could never find Mary M. But if somebody takes the time to write that recommendation on LinkedIn, it tells you how you know that person, they were a client or whatever the relationship was, and then you're one click away to go look at their profile. So one of the things that's important that a lot of people don't think about is if you're writing recommendations for people, and that's one of the best ways to actually get top of mind with somebody, make sure you're dressed for the party because if you're writing a recommendation, there's a pretty good chance somebody might click and say, let me look at this person. And if you don't have the credibility, it's almost like, you know, when you give a referral to somebody and it turns out they don't do the job that you said they were going to do, that's a reflection on you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's a great point. I mean, I, I know people do that. And I know, you know, there's, you can turn this on and off, but you can see similar people. And I mean, there's so many different aspects to LinkedIn. We'll get into some of those in a minute. But before we talk about LinkedIn, you know, it, there's so many different ways to use it. And, and you kind of outlined those as we started to talk. But are there other kind of social networking tools that are as good? So whether it's Google or I don't even know what they might be, but you know, I know it, LinkedIn seems to be the major hub when it comes to this, but not that I want to move people off of LinkedIn, but I'm curious, do, like do they own it? Do they own here?
1: it? Um, I think they do. I also recommend, you know, do a Google search because you can find a lot of interesting things. For example, when on YouTube, you know, a lot of people are putting stuff on YouTube. You know, anytime I want to know how to do something, Mm -hmm. the first thing I do is I go to YouTube and there's a video on it. And the Google is your go-to, but like I said a few minutes ago, typically 70 to 80% of the time, if you're putting in a person's name, their LinkedIn profile is going to show up on the first page of Google. So that's my favorite, you know, place to go is actually LinkedIn. And then the second place I'll go if I'm doing a profile for somebody is I will Google them because I want to know what else is out there. I want to know if there are, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all there, right?
0: Yeah, you know, and that I, I literally just made a note. That was my next point is. If you listeners have not Googled yourself lately and don't do it often, you should because it's it's very surprising sometimes of what pops up and hopefully nothing bad. But it's interesting to see what's out there on the on the World Wide Web that is reflection of you. And I, and I tried to do it at least once a month just out of curiosity. There actually I discovered there's and, and there's only two other people that show up fairly consistently, which are Angelo Ponzi and one is a, a real estate guy in New York and the other one that kept showing up for years was is an Italian who lives in Italy and long story short we won't go down that path he ends up being my cousin which we never knew so so now i have this entire family in italy and and but he was he was one of the ones that kept showing up in my searches
1: Well, let me just give you a little tip and your listeners might love this as well. You don't have to keep doing those Google searches. Just set a Google alert for your name. So anytime you get mentioned, Google just sends you an email and lets you know that your name appeared somewhere. You know, I remember when my kids were young and uh, they were in high school, you know, and they said, oh, let's Google all the moms. So they Googled all the moms and they said, there's like 10 pages on your mom. Is she famous or something? And, you know, they said, oh, no, she doesn't even have a job. She just speaks. Because every time I gave a talk, it was on Google. Sure. So it's, you know, it's a really good thing to put a Google alert, not just for yourself, but potentially for that ideal prospect that you want to get in front of mm-hmm. or your clients because you want to let them know you're thinking about them. And Google Alerts are simple. And if you want to know how to do a Google Alert, go Google. How do I do a Google Alert, right? (laughs) It's
0: that easy. No, they're great. Actually, I set them up all the time um, when I'm working with a client for competitors and things like that or industry things that I'm interested in. So, um, you know, during the course of the day, I might get a a variety of of, uh, notices. So, yeah, that's a great point. I, I forget about it, actually. I actually don't think I've set up an alert on my own name. Um, But I'm going to do that because now I'm curious to see what else comes in without me trying to look at it. Before we talk about the positive things, what do you think are the most common mistakes? I won't say the biggest, but the most common mistakes a business or a person makes when it comes to LinkedIn?
1: Well, first, it's not having a profile that actually reflects who they are. So what I see often are, very accomplished people, CEOs, business owners. And when you go to look at their LinkedIn profile, the thing that it looks like is they're looking for a job or they have dead links. There's a website that doesn't exist. There's an email that isn't current anymore. There's a phone number that just goes dead. You know, um, I think that's one of the most common mistakes. Another is writing the profiles in third person. That was the way people did it years ago. Now, again, it's first person. Um, The other common mistake, and this is a big one, is when you're making connections, when you're reaching out to people, they're doing what I like to call the spray and pray. So they're selling before they've ever, you know, done the etiquette of a, of a nice introduction. So instead of saying, Angelo, we're both in the same networking group. We're in the same geographic area. I see we share common connections. I'd love to connect with you and learn more about your business and how we might support each other. The message comes across with Angelo, I'm a LinkedIn expert and I noticed that your profile, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I start selling before I even know you. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see people doing and also using automation, which actually is prohibited by LinkedIn. So they're using the artificial intelligence. And again, that's just the spray and pray. Those are the biggest mistakes that I see.
0: Okay. For those for those of, of, of the people in the audience that are not using automation, how often should they you know, what what's kind of a a daily routine for LinkedIn? What you know, what what do you find is kind of this your recommendation. I mean, how often do you go on? How often do you, you know, try to make connections? How many connect connections in the middle of the day? Because you're talking about doing a little research versus just going through and saying, oh, CEO connect, CEO connect, CEO right, connect, right? Exactly.
1: So LinkedIn recently just changed the number of connections, regardless of what level of membership you have, free or paid, to 100 per week. My recommendation is you spend 30 minutes to an hour a day on LinkedIn and it's really about not the qual- the quantity of time that you're spending but the quality of time. So what you want to be doing is you want to be very specific and thoughtful about it. You know, reaching out to those people that have taken the time to like or comment on your post if you're posting. Reaching out to connect with those people that you may have met In another type of scenario, maybe you were in a networking group and you met a few people. One of the best things to do is say, nice to have met you on the, most of us are doing it still on Zoom, although if you were in person, the same thing, lovely, you know, really nice to have met you, love to connect here so we can learn more about one another. So it's being very specific about it. Um, And then the other thing that I recommend that people do, and it's a practice that I've been doing for a very long time, and I call it 10 before 10, and that's reaching out to 10 people before 10 a.m. And that could even be just a message. So I could send a message and say, um, Angelo, thanks so much for commenting on my post. We've been connected for a long time. I'd love to have an opportunity just to get to know you, or maybe I'll just pick up the phone and call you. And um, a lot of times people will pick up the phone and answer. And I'll say, hey, Angelo, it's Rhonda. I noticed you viewed my profile today. I'm not selling anything. Um, I just wanted to, you know, ask you what, you know, what kind of got your interest to look at my profile. And I'd love to know what you've been up to. So it's just, you know, reaching out to a handful of people every day to keep that pipeline full, always with the intention of how can I serve? because LinkedIn is a platform for serving. The sales will come, but it's like a bank. If you don't make deposits, you can't make withdrawals. Mm-hmm. So spend that 30 minutes to an hour every day in a way of how can I serve? How can I help? What can I do to help somebody else? Cause it will always come back.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, you said one thing and, and now I know why I'm getting these alerts. If I'm limited, limited to a hundred a week, um, I've noticed, like, by the time I get to Friday, I'm getting told I've reached my limit. And I, I just yeah. thought maybe there was something that I did in my profile that changed something. So now I just know it's a, it's a LinkedIn thing. Yep. It, and, and I I, I want to, you know, follow up. You know, I receive, so I don't know how many solicitations a day or, or invites. But I would say if I receive 10, 7 of them are, you know, selling me or, you know, or my favorite is, I have checked out your profile, of the Ponzi Group, and da, 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 and I think you know it's like, no, you didn't, because you wouldn't call me the Ponzi Group, you'd call me Angela, right? So, yeah. so I know that's an that's an automated thing, and um, so I I agree with you. I think kind of building those relationships right from the start. As soon as you get selling, you get no thank you. One of the things I've been doing is doing my, you know, connections first to generate first, but I've actually been going back to my current connections and just kind of saying, Hey, by the way, I have a podcast. There's a lot of those people that I've been connected to for years, may or may not know I even have a podcast. So I've been kind of going back out as a way to say, here's some information. Here's, you know, what I'm doing. You know, you should listen kind of thing. And uh, I'm getting a lot of thank you. I'm going to listen and I appreciate it. And so it was just kind of a value add from my end without just getting my name, you know, back. I into love there. that.
1: And what I call that is the sort, sift and separate. So what you're doing is you're going through your first level connections. And here's a tip that I'm not sure you know, Angelo, but it's a really, really cool way to increase the engagement from the message that you're sending out. And instead of doing it, sending that message, telling people, you know, you're connected, you have a podcast, you can actually from your phone, send out a video message. So imagine that you go to your LinkedIn app on your phone, and you send a message and you say, Hey, Rhonda, it's Angelo. We've been connected on LinkedIn for a while, just wanted to put a face to the name, and let you know that I have a new podcast, wondering if you might know of some great guests for the podcast, or if you've had a chance to listen. And then if you wanted to, and you wanted to have a conversation with them, just in text right below that, say, I put a link to my calendar if you want to jump on for a quick 15 minute. But if you use the video, the engagement jumps significantly.
0: But that's only in the uh, phone app?
1: Only on the phone app. You can't do it on the um,
0: desktop or uh, laptop. Once again, I'll have to check that out. So yeah, I'm, you're educating me. This, this is like a it's like a masterclass. I told everybody this would be great. Um, you let's keep following up on um on kind of the lead aspect of it, right? Because a lot of his connections, and if you have a lot of connections, but you're not doing anything with them, then you right. just got a lot of connections, right? And yep. Um, what I think and you gave me this stat, and it said people are are missing 50 to 70 percent of potential leads on LinkedIn. They are. So so let's talk about that a little bit.
1: So that's number one. Most people, once they get, they extend a connection request. They let it die. So you send out the connection request. And then the next step should be a thank you message. Thank you for connecting. And then take it to the next level. Maybe it's, you know, I'd love to set up a get acquainted call. Uh, there's somebody I saw who did something really cool. She created a very short video that just told them a little bit about her. It was less than a minute. Um, I think keeping it to 30 seconds would be great. And you, you know, people move at the speed of direction. So what I recommend is have some kind of a call to action. Again, if the people that you're connecting with and it's an invitation that you've extended, then if they've taken the time to actually accept it, invite them to the next step, right? You know, if, if we use the analogy of the dating app, right? And you have that initial swipe right or whatever it is, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and then there's, you know, there's that engagement and then nothing happens. Well, there's never gonna be a relationship. Right. So if you've made that connection, you need to go to the next level and say, okay, great. Now, how do I get to know this person? And because we have Zoom and we have, you know, our um, FaceTime and all the other stuff, it's very easy to do this multiple times a day without travel, right? We just Mm -hmm. don't have to go to people's offices or Starbucks or wherever it is that we're meeting people. And it gives us an opportunity to leverage our networks. So the question that I like to ask is, you know, is there anybody that I might be able to introduce you to? What's a good referral for you? Because we all know that everybody's favorite subject is themselves. Nobody wants to hear about us. They're not interested. So ask them, you know, my favorite question to ask somebody is, what do you love most about what you do? Because that's something that people like to talk about.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, it's not what's your biggest challenge. It's what do you love most? Then you can kind of, if you're the person that solves that challenge, great, you might want to ask that question, but again, it's really just about having a dialogue that has some depth to it, to get to know people, because you never know where it's going to go, and people at their, at, in their very nature want to help, um, and I'll give you an example. You know, you and I are part of a great networking organization, and one of the Advantages is we can put out these emails saying, you know, I have a need or a want and I happened to have my Gmail that just went totally crazy like I couldn't see it on my screen all kinds of things were going wrong. I just put it out there and four people responded within an hour Um, and one of them happened to be somebody that actually did the service right and the first thing that happened was we got on a Zoom. He fixed my problem in less than an hour. And I said, okay, great. What do I owe you? And he said, oh, no, no, no. I, you don't know me anything, you know? And, and I said, well, I said, Are you want LinkedIn? He said, yes. I said, can I give you a gift? And, you know, and he didn't know anything about it. And I said, you're amazing. And when we looked at his LinkedIn profile, there was a complete disconnect here's this person who's an absolute superstar who solved a problem that I've had for weeks in less than an hour at no cost. And yet when you looked at his profile you couldn't really tell what he did. So it's all about how can I help, You know, what can I do, take it to the next level. And if they don't respond, so you sent that thank you, you put a call to action, people get busy. So the recommendation is wait a week and say, hey, Angelo, I know you're busy. Just wanted to make sure you saw my last message. Um, If you're open to it, would love to, and whatever your call to action happens to be. Right.
0: You know, and I'm gonna assume these are some automated messages, but there's, and I I obviously won't use their name, but there's a particular person who has, the messages have increased, and I just haven't responded, but they're email messages and a little little off LinkedIn, but we connected on LinkedIn, but oh, he's actually sending them through LinkedIn it's it, it starting to the point where he's just starting to embarrass me. He's, it's like his messages are meant to embarrass me, which wow. of course, you know, I, like n- I'm never going to click on that. Matter of fact, I might just go in and take him off my connection list, which I've done before with people that, you know, it's like they connected. And when I reached back out, it was like, you know, don't bug me kind of thing. I was like, well, why'd you connect to me in the first place? I mean, if you're looking to run up your numbers, you know, I'm not the guy, you shouldn't have connected. Anyway, that's that's my uh, my little pet peeve
1: yeah and you can always use block or disconnect and they don't know just like on Facebook when you unfriend somebody the only time you're going to figure that out is when you go to look at their profile and you figure out that you're not a friend anymore right so when you disconnect on LinkedIn people don't really know it
0: okay you you know when you go to the LinkedIn page there's there's a lot of different pieces of it it's not just LinkedIn it's you know, your header, your description under your title, it's your profile, it's your testimonials, it's your you know career. What's, if I could change one thing, what would be the most important thing to change?
1: Your headline. And the reason you want to change your headline is because LinkedIn will default to whatever you have as your job title in the experience section. And it's at the very beginning, so you have 240 characters to use your keywords to let people know who you are, what who you serve, and what you do. So the one thing that I think is the most important part of your profile, outside of having a headshot, you need to have a headshot. Okay, no picture doesn't work. Outside of that, it's your headline.
0: Okay, and, and that makes sense. I actually. Um, got a solicitation i think it was about two weeks ago from someone who said you know your name i was doing searches on fractional cmos and your name kept popping up which is in my in my title or my header so uh, that worked speaking of headers you you told me the other day that the picture you can actually create a video so yeah i actually went to my profile to do it but it wouldn't allow me to do it so do i do it on your
1: phone did you do it on your phone or did you do it on the computer
0: no, I was going to the computer.
1: You have to do it on the phone. It's in creator mode and you can only do it on a mobile device.
0: Okay, okay. Um, interesting. So on my phone, which I'm grabbing at this point, is there, um, and I ha- in my, uh, what do you call it? App just says LinkedIn. Is there a different LinkedIn apps and a specific one that I need to use?
1: No, you're just using the LinkedIn app. And if you really want to know how to do it, Again, our best friend is Google, right? Yeah. So, what I would do is just Google how to put a video on my LinkedIn um, picture in creator mode, because it's called creator mode. And it's the here's my recommendation. Um, And this is somebody who, and I haven't done it yet. I have one on there. But what I recommend that you do is actually create the video and then put it onto the profile what I did is I just did it and there it was. Right. So, you know, you're kind of getting me raw, which is okay. Yeah.
0: No, I, I watched it. It was good.
1: You know, but I think that you, if you really want to do it very, very professionally, record the video and then just put it in, but you can only do it from your phone and it's in creator mode. So that's the key word that you want to use when you're searching on how
0: to do it. Okay. The, so if, if, if I'm sure my header, my title is, is all straightened out. What's kind of the next? I mean, what are important things to have profile? Like, for example, you said third people used to do third persons. It should be in the first person. First person. You know, I have videos. I have articles. I have other things on my profile. Right. Um, so what are some of the important things that people need to have?
1: So when you're doing your about section, because if you're thinking about this in a chronological way, you know, you have your headline, right? You have your contact info. It's really important to make sure your contact information is filled out. A lot of people have dead links in their contact info. It's the wrong website or there's no website or there's Mm -hmm. no email. Or one of my recommendations is I don't put my personal cell phone number. I use a Google phone number. And the reason that I like putting a Google phone number is Google announces who it is. And then I get to decide whether I want to pick it up or let it go to voicemail and listen to it. And then I get a transcription of it and it's all free. So if in fact you want people to reach you, you need to put that information in there. And then when we jump down to the About section, the first two lines are the most important. And the reason for that is that right after your first two lines, it says, see more. Mm -hmm. because LinkedIn truncates it. So in those two lines, what you want to do is put something there that's going to get people to read the rest of your profile. That's one of the most important things. The other thing is stay away from the word I. I can't tell you how many profiles I look at that every single sentence starts with the word I. And What I, quote unquote, right, recommend (laughs) is make it so it's easy on the eyes. Use, you know, a little um, emojis or, you know, just circles so that you can break it out. So when somebody looks at it, they can see what do you do? Who do you serve? What are the services that you offer? Tell them a little bit about yourself personally. You know, one of the things you said earlier, which was right on target is, we used to be able to go to somebody's office and we'd look around and we'd say, wow, you play golf. You have a golden retriever. Can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's going to open up and we can, but right now we're not. So we're all looking at, you know, zoom backgrounds, right. Doesn't really tell us a whole lot. And so what I recommend in your profile is put something personal and it could be something as simple as, you know, in my spare time, I love to, you know, feed the homeless um, or I have other clients. I have somebody that ran 13 marathons, right? Um, one of my clients is a, um, a, a, a banker. She does land banking as a retirement strategy. And Angelo, there is nothing sexy about land banking as a retirement <laughs> strategy, right? However, she's used that strategy herself to the point where she was able to start an orphanage in Vietnam. Hmm. So her profile talks about the fact that she's an air force vet who started an orphanage in Vietnam and did that using the money that she generated from land banking. So it's personal, but it's not saying what she had for lunch, right? right? You know, it's, and then the, the other thing that I think is very, very important, and a lot of people forget this, is in that about section, put a call to action. What do you want people to do? Do you want them to go to a landing page, book a phone call with you, um, you know, get your free ebook? What do you want them to do? So be very intentional in that about section and use all the real estate that LinkedIn gives you. There's a lot of characters there that you can use. And the other thing that I like to recommend is if it's possible, just put an example of what somebody else has said about you because most of us make our decisions based on what somebody else has said. You know, somebody is gonna hear about what an amazing podcast this is and then they'll just go and listen or they hear about what a great fractional CMO you are and they'll hear about it from somebody else Well, if there's something on your profile that actually has that, they're much more likely to believe what they're reading. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so that's, and then the next part, there's a section called featured. And that's one of my very, very favorites. Because in the featured section, you can put video, you can put audio, you can put PDFs, you can put podcast episodes there. That's a place that and they say featured. So that's what you want people to take a look at. And I love putting video testimonials there. That's one of my favorite things to do. Because again, we all look at what other people say. I mean, how many times have you gone to purchase something at Amazon and you made sure you read what the reviews were before you bought it? Right? Absolutely. You know, that's how we're wired. So when we see somebody actually giving a heartfelt testimonial. I'm not talking about something that's, you know, so perfect that it couldn't possibly be real. Right. But, you know, just something really heartfelt, you're probably going to believe it. Excuse me. You're probably going to believe it. So that's the next section.
0: Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your personal profile. And for those of us that also have businesses, your company profile. Um, So, so now let's talk to the business owners that have both. Okay. How do, how do, how do you recommend businesses effectively use the, business, the company profile on LinkedIn?
1: That's a great question. The company profile is important from the standpoint of credibility, from the standpoint of generating people that are going to follow you, and for putting out really good content people will interact with your personal profile they don't interact with the business profile but it's important to have because it's an aspect of your credibility it's also when you go to it there's a link that will show you how many people are following there is a link that will tell you how many employees work there so you can you know then click over to see the employees that are at that company And that's where you're going to be putting the posting that's relevant to your industry. Conversely, when you're posting on your personal profile, yes, you're going to be posting about business, but you also can post motivational and inspirational types of content as well. So the interaction is going to come from the personal profile, but the business profile, again, especially if you're a company that's hiring, or that you know wants to have greater visibility it's a very important part of the entire picture
0: okay and, and i think too and, and if i post in my company profile it it doesn't translate over into my personal i have to go share it correct correct that's yeah. correct yes yeah and i and i've and I've, I've, I've seen that and I'm, I'm validating something i already knew but you know i tell clients all the time they say hey, I posted it in my company profile, why didn't you like it or whatever? And I said, I didn't see it. And they go, well, we're connected. I go, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not following your company, so I don't get that information. So I think it's important that if you're doing that, you don't just set it up and forget it, that you, you work it as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's like anything else. You know, um, there are people that have exceptionally good LinkedIn profiles and absolutely no interaction. And I say, it's kind of like joining a gym. You could go join the most expensive gym in the world, but if you don't show up, you're not gonna get results. Mm -mm. So if you have the only time, and this is the exception, okay? If you're somebody that is in a category where there are not a lot of people that do what you do. For example, if you happen to be a forensic handwriting expert that is, you know, the courts are looking for expert witnesses. Chances are, if you have a really good LinkedIn profile, you don't have to be proactive. They're going to go find you, right? But for the most part, if you're looking for the right people and you want to get off of that revenue roller coaster that we talked about and you want to keep that pipeline full, then spend the 30 to 60 minutes every day and be very intentional about your interactions with making new connections and how you're interacting with the people you're already connected to, as well as what you're posting and interacting with the people in your network and what they've
0: posted. What, um, so let's talk about kind of that interaction and, and being present. And, and I take that to be posts, um, publishing articles, those kinds of things, videos. Uh, talk about a content strategy that, that someone should look at and what's the most effective. But the other part of that question is how often? Now, There's I see the stats. a lot of
1: schools of thought on that. Yeah. There's a lot of schools of thought on that. Now, I can only tell you my personal opinion, okay? Okay. Mine is I post five days a week. Um, there are algorithms that will tell you, when the best times to post are, but here's a little secret that most people don't know. So if you want to get your post to get more visibility, to be seen by more people before you post, and typically the morning is the best time, um, Sundays are actually really good. Tuesdays are great. Go and spend about 30 minutes liking and commenting on other people's posts. And those are people who you know are getting quite a bit of traction, are getting visibility. They may never know that you're alive, but if you do it consistently and you comment thoughtfully, and then you post. And here's one of the secrets to posting. So I recommend that you post daily. I also recommend that you use hashtags. You can. Find the hashtags that you want to follow. Find the ones that are appropriate for what you do. <clears throat> and here's the other part of it: tag people very specifically. You want to tag people that you know, you wanna tag people in your network because what happens when you tag somebody, Angelo, is it shows up in their feed. Mm-hmm. So if you're tagging somebody that doesn't even know you, that you know, it's almost like you're a stalker, right? They get annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They get, they get really annoyed. But tagging is actually a really cool thing to do. And um, one of the things that happened to me, somehow I had a post that I did and I couldn't figure out how it blew up. It blew up to about, I don't know. I think I went over 70,000 views on one post and probably had 800 likes. And I thought, this is just so unusual. Mm -hmm. And, what happened was there was an influencer who happened to have liked and reshared my post. And as a result of that, it blew up. So it, and there's a lot of influences out there. So if you're following these people that are influencers and you're liking, and you're very thoughtfully commenting. And when I say thoughtful, I do mean thoughtful, you know, it's not great post. They don't care. That's like saying you look nice. So what, right? That's like that and three bucks gets you a bad cup of coffee. But, you know, actually commenting on it. And another very cool strategy, which works very, very well, is to do a poll. So on LinkedIn, you can do a poll in a post. And those draw quite a bit of interaction. The caveat to all of this is... It's like a muscle that you have to build. So I have clients that have, you know, 10,000 followers, 10,000 connections, and they'll post and and they have one like, right? I mean, there's like no views and they don't understand. It's like, wait, how could this be? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Have you commented on anybody's posts, you know, that are in your network? Have you liked it? Have you actually tagged anybody? You know, does your post actually cause somebody to have a reason to comment. You know, do you put a question on it? I posted something recently that, it was just a cute little meme. It was a picture of a dead iPhone battery, right? You know, when you get that little red line, that dreaded red line that says, you have no battery left pretty much. (laughs) And then there was a picture right next to it of somebody that basically was kind of the same way, you know, they were going on empty. And so I asked the question, you know, how do you recharge? And do you let your battery run down? What do you do? So what that did is it invited people to share what they do. Mm -hmm. And again, that's how the engagement goes up. So I think I answered your question, did I? Yeah,
0: you did. One of my guests actually does that all the time. He'll pose a question and then he'll, you know, tag a bunch of people. And then yeah. a comment started and, and, and one of your recent posts, like comment. So to me, it's always about, to, to your point, don't say good post, great job. Especially if you got to read something or watch something. So you, you, you take 30 seconds, you watch the video or you read for three minutes until you can comment. Cause I think it makes it more relevant and creates a dynamic because, and then use the person's name, right? Cause you want
1: to, you want to yeah. make sure
0: you're, you're kind of, kind of back and forth in a sense to keep you high in the, uh, in the algorithm. Yeah.
1: And we learned from these posts, you know, the other day I read a post that asked the question, you know, what are some of the best business books that you've ever read? And when I saw some of the comments that were in the thread, I actually took a snapshot of it and I thought, great, this is from my next reading list, you know, that I want to go read because Everybody was contributing and there were books that I had not heard of. So it's really a good way. And when somebody does give you a response, the other thing is, and they comment, thank them for the comment or respond in some way, Mm -hmm. because that also helps the algorithm. Um, In fact, I'm going to be doing a masterclass next month on how to generate leads from your LinkedIn posts. And it's, you know, literally an A to Z because what I have found is that most people don't know how to do it.
0: I would, I would venture to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, You know, we're, we're starting to wind down a bit. I have a few more questions. Um, One real quick one though, is, you know, talk about posts, videos. What about articles? I mean, I've, I've had great success with articles on LinkedIn and I've had some not so great success. And, and, and I don't know if it's because, you know, the article is 1500 words or 2000 words and people aren't just gonna read that much on LinkedIn. So what's your thoughts there?
1: You know, articles aren't as popular as they were before only because our attention span isn't as long as it was, yeah, yeah. right? Um, however, what I like to do with articles is I would actually send an email out to my community Okay, and you know my the, my favorite thing that I teach everybody and my clients are to learn four words. I need your help, right? So if you've written an article that you know is going to benefit people, it's not self-serving. It's really about you know maybe I'll write an article on how to create your um, little creator mode video, right? You know using LinkedIn so you can have your video on there. Mm-hmm. What I would do is I would say, you know, I need your help. I wrote an article that I think is going to help a lot of people. And it would mean the world to me if you would just share this link with your uh, connections. So the way that you're going to get that traction is asking for help to have them share it. And again, you're not asking them to buy anything. You're not asking them to go somewhere. You're just saying, look, I think this is going to help a lot of people. And I don't want to keep this a secret. I want to share my knowledge. So just ask for the help to get, because otherwise it's a lot harder to get people to go and look at an article. It, when you look at an article, it actually takes you away from the LinkedIn profile, right? You go someplace else and typically they're long. And you also have to ask people to like and comment on it, because if you don't typically what happens is they won't. So even though you may have a ton of people that it's like views. So views are important. They're very, very important. However, you can't see who's viewed. LinkedIn doesn't tell you that. They will tell you who has liked, you can see the comments, but you can't see who's viewed by name. So I like, I I call that a billboard. You know, when you're driving down the freeway and you see a billboard, unless that billboard applies to you, you're just gonna keep going, right? right? And articles, again, are wonderful, but they're not going to get that traction unless you're really driving people to it. So that would be my suggestion.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know during the kind of the lock, true lockdown in the pandemic, my articles were getting read a lot. Yeah. But the last few have been less and less as we've been getting out more and doing more things. So I think people are getting out of the house, maybe not spending the time. <clears throat> and my articles are, are not a few few hundred words. They typically end up being, 1,500, 2,000, so you got to make a little commitment to read for five or six minutes, but I know attention spans have gone the way. Let me ask you a question. We've talked a lot about LinkedIn and helping people generate leads and grow their businesses. Let's talk about your business. What keeps you up at night when you think about growing your business?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, That's such a great question. It's really about... um, from the operations standpoint, how do I grow it so that I can delegate more and go more to a one-to-many model as opposed Mm -hmm. to a one-on-one? I'm not an agency. I do have uh, an amazing person who does all my graphic work, who does my videos for me. Um, I have an admin that does the work in the back. But what really keeps me up is, you know, how do i leverage it in a way and um where i'm going with this is most of the time when i do the coaching not on an individual basis but you know on an individual basis the groups are great i do a lot of companies so i'll have you know five to ten to twenty people all in one company where i'm training them on how to use it but for the individuals what's been keeping me up is how do I give them the information that I have that can help them and yet not drain my battery. And the way that I've figured out the solution to it is to take all of it, put it into bite sized videos where I'm teaching it and let them digest it, you know, on their own time and then have an hour with me. So that's what really keeps me up is, you know, just how to leverage my time better and still be able to help as many people as I can.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, You know, pipeline has been probably the most common answer among, among, you know, consultants like ourselves. But scalability is difficult. I mean, when you're, you know, I'll say a solopreneur, regardless of who the staff is, if you're the face, you're the people, you're the person they want to talk to. And eventually, you know, how do you do that? And and even from my standpoint, over the last couple of years, I think I call it bench strength, where I've got other people behind me now that are directors of marketing and VP of marketing from that skill set, working with me. So I don't actually have to try to get away from doing the day to day when possible. So I can stay at that strategic level and the the business thinking. Um, Otherwise, you know, we're, we're, we're we're tapped out after a few clients, right? Because,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I found is that differentiates me from a lot of people that do what I do is they want me, you know, I have 28,000 connections, and, you know, almost 130 written recommendations, I've been doing this since 2009. So with other people that have popped up doing what I do, they've been doing it for a couple years, and you don't even get them, you get somebody that's you know, on their team that is, you know, just being paid an hourly wage. And that's not what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking for results. So that's where the scalability part comes in for me, you know?
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, next question, what, what inspires you? What gets you out of bed in the morning to do what you do?
1: I get to meet, really, really cool new people every single day. And um, one of the things you might not know about me, Angelo, is um, I've been studying face reading since 2017. Okay, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a certified <laughs> face reader. And, um, and what I love is just sharing that information. In fact, I'm actually putting together um, a course teaching people how to read faces. Um, and it, not from the standpoint of any judgment, it's basically looking at somebody and go, oh, wow, you process information very quickly or you see the best in everybody or you're very creative or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. So my favorite part of what I do is really understanding who, who you are, who are you, what are your challenges and then how I can position somebody to get where they want to go. So I'm their GPS. If your pipeline is not full, I want, you know, for me, it's like, oh, let me figure out the strategy. And I'm able to see the blind spots. One of the biggest things I find is that people have long lists, you know, like for 10 years, they've been helping people. They've had and they've never gone back and asked for, for a referral. They've never gone back and, you know, done a thank you. So I go outside of LinkedIn and use a lot of my resources, because my background was I started out as a paralegal many, many years ago. So I'm an amazing researcher and resource. And that's like my favorite thing is just being that resource for people on who can I connect them with? How can I help them? And how can I help you get where you want to go? Even if it's not me, that's going to take you there. Let me introduce you to that person that can get you where you want to go.
0: Well, that's a better to give, right, than,
1: Absolutely. than to
0: receive, and, and it does come back. and And I think that's one of the advantages in the in the networking groups, and the, the, say the one we belong to together, is is not about per se getting the business. It's about using those. For me, it's about using the resources. Somebody calls me and asks me a question. You know, I'm able to refer them out, um, and and so that bodes well for me. It boosts my credibility because now people say, well, he's a trusted advisor. Look what he did for me. You know whether I get any business out of it or not doesn't really matter because ultimately I'd rather make sure my recommendations are the ones being used that I trust and have confidence is in because now they think think more favorably of me versus just some randomly getting somebody that just didn't work before.
1: You know it, it's so true. One of my clients, one of my biggest success stories through the pandemic, is a, a gentleman who is a commercial real estate broker. And he had never even touched LinkedIn <clears throat> and he ended up following everything that I told him, increased his business by 27% and added, added an additional seven figures to his business. Okay. Wow. Now, what was so cool about that is he told his business coach about me because his business coach looked and said, wow, you, it's, you know, okay, I know what I've been telling you to do, but what else are you doing here? Because the jump was so drastic. And as a result, he introduced me to his business coach, who's now had me in front of four of his groups speaking, and he's sending me referrals all the time. So when you do a really good job for somebody, you never, ever know where it's going to come from. You know, it's the most unexpected places.
0: Well, and that's true. You just don't know. I mean, one of my referrals this year was somebody I met of February, 2020. Yeah. You know, we touch base every few months. And and one day he called me up and said, I've got a referral for you. I mean, it got totally out of the blue. You just don't know. And it's about, you know, treating people well, to your point, not always selling them, you know, how can I help you? What do you need today? Those kinds of things, because eventually they do need something.
1: Yeah, so true. I mean, you know, when when I knew that we were going to move from Murrieta to Carlsbad, um, at some point, I met a realtor in 2017 that as soon as I met her, I said, Oh, my gosh, when we move, you're the you're the one, you know, we clicked instantly. And, you know, she stayed in touch with me through all the years, you know, just stayed in touch. And when it was time to move, and my husband retired, and we said, we're moving to Carlsbad, I called her. And literally, Michelle was right on it. And it was the most amazing transaction. And, you know, through the years, she's stayed in touch with me and referred me people for LinkedIn. But my intention was, I just knew that when that need came up, she was going to be the one. And, you know, it was one of the best decisions I'd ever made using her.
0: Okay. So last, last question. So we talked a lot about lots of stuff. Yep. What would be the top advice you would give if you wanted to summarize this top three or four points that you would say, you know, here's my top advice for today.
1: So my top advice for today is have somebody you trust look at your LinkedIn profile and ask them this question. If I was going to refer, if you were going to refer business to me and you knew that that person was going to look at the profile, would you still refer them if they were going to make a decision based on what they saw in that profile? Because what people will do is they will look at it and they will see a picture that looks like it was taken at a wedding, you know, and they'll see, you know, that the job title for the headline, and basically, somebody that looks like they're looking for a job. So I would ask you to, you know, really, you know, we all get physicals every year, most of us, right? And we go to our CPA, and we get our taxes done. But how many of us look at our LinkedIn profile, from the standpoint of how are we being perceived? Mm -hmm. So I would really take that and look at it from the standpoint of, you know, am I dressed for the party, right? Because a lot of profiles look like they're going, you're going to a black tie event and you're wearing your running clothes. So that would be the thing that I would do. Look at every section, make sure, you know, I see on under education, school of hard knocks. Seriously, that's what people put for education, you know? Um, Or there's just, recommendations on there that are from 2007, you know, so I would just take a really good look at it. And um, from the standpoint of stepping into the shoes of the person that, you know, is going to be reading it and potentially either, you know, referring to you or doing business with you and answer the question, is this an accurate reflection of who I am and what I do? And if the answer is no, then either take it down or fix it up because you don't get a second chance to make a first impression.
0: Great advice. I love that. So, Thank you. This has been a, a, a fantastic educational, like I said in the beginning, I knew it would be a masterclass. Um, but we just scratched the surface. So uh, why don't you tell a couple of things to listeners how they can get a hold of you and learn more about your, your offerings. But I also believe you have an offer for my listeners today as well.
1: I do. So they can learn more about me actually just by going to LinkedIn. Um and that was a good answer, by the way. Yeah, just go to you know and and it's LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash and then Rhonda L Sure. It's pretty simple, right? Um and, and the offer that I have is if you would like to have me look at your LinkedIn profile on a Zoom call for 30 minutes and show you all of the areas where you might be sending people to your competitors because you don't know how to use your privacy settings or your headline isn't right or your banner, whatever. For 30 minutes, we'll go over everything. It's recorded and I'll even show you um, other profiles that I've done where you can see what it could look like. Um, Normally it's a 197 for that. And for your listeners, Angelo, it's $97 and I'll record it. They can ask pretty much anything on that uh, 30 minute call. And in order to take advantage of it, because if you go to rondashur.com, you won't be able to get it for $197. So all they need to do is just send an email to me. And the best email is linkedindiva, L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N-D-I-V-A at gmail.com make sure you put that you are on the business growth cafe and you want to take advantage of the $97 profile review. And I will send you a link so that you can sign up for it to pay and a link to my Zoom to my, um, Calendly. So you can book it. And, um, let's get you out of the LinkedIn witness protection program and show you how you can be visible, credible, and profitable.
0: That's great. And and thank you for that offer and and listeners out there. I really encourage you to take advantage of it. Uh, Rhonda uh, did it for me and, you know, revealed a whole lot of stuff that, that needs some tweaking. I'm not going to say fixing, I'll say tweaking, but um, I'll also put this information in the show notes. So you don't have to search for all of this, but again, I, I really encourage you to take the time. This, if you just, your eyes were open today, even halfway, trust me, you get into it. This has become so important to have your digital footprint. If we've been talking about the first thing that's going to happen, they're going to go to LinkedIn or they're going to Google for you. And LinkedIn's going to come up anyway. So this it becomes your pivotal point in how you develop your profile, really your brand, your personal brand out there in the marketplace. So Rhonda, thank you so much. This has been an absolute wonderful conversation. I really appreciate your time.
1: Oh it's my pleasure. It's been really fun.
0: All right. Well, thank you. And I'll see you in an upcoming networking group, I'm sure.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Rhonda, I want to thank you again for your time today. What a, what a great discussion we've had. I mean, it is a masterclass. I, I can't wait to go back, actually, and re-listen to this and take some notes for myself because I've learned so much, even more than I, I thought I, I thought I had a handle on it, but obviously I don't. So I really appreciate you spending the time and educating my listeners. And just to remind everybody, uh, Rhonda has generously made an offer to you. I'll put this in the show notes, but the offer is for a 30-minute uh, Zoom review of your uh, LinkedIn profile. And I'm telling you, that's what I did. And it uncovered so many different pieces of information. So again, Send her an email at linkedindiva at gmail.com. Uh, put your name, your, your, you know, the show, make sure you you reference the Business Growth Cafe or you won't get this special and um, put it in the headline there and she will uh, get back to you and tell you how you can, you can do this. And again, this is uh, typically a couple hundred dollar uh, review and she's offering it to you for $97. So uh, please take advantage of this. I really think you're going to, realize it was the best $97 you spent when it comes to optimizing your LinkedIn profile. And my commercial, if your business is in need of marketing help, some senior level strategic thinking, uh, but you're not quite ready to hire a full-time CMO, then talk to me. I am a fractional CMO and I work with organizations on a strategic and analytical side. And I really help focus and in digging into the data understanding your customers, your marketplace, your competition to help you strategize your blueprint for growth. And if you're a subscriber, thank you so much. I really appreciate you continuing to listen to the show. If you're new to the show, um, thank you for joining us today. I think you hopped on a good one because there's a lot of education, but all my shows are designed around this to provide you with some kind of insights and business advice or guidance. So I encourage you to subscribe. Uh, I I really appreciate it. If you love the show, please go to your favorite podcast platform. Give me a rating. Give me a review. I'd love to hear it. Send me suggestions. You can contact me on LinkedIn. What do you think? I'm on LinkedIn. Yes, I am. And you can find me there. It's the best place to get a hold of me or you can go to my website and there's a form you can fill out to, to contact me with any suggestions for shows, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to this show. Uh, It was an exciting one, educational and really beneficial. And as I always say, join me here next week at the Business Growth Cafe. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.